You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Cardinals for Thursday, November the 4th of 2021. I am Lucas Smith, host of the Locked on Cardinals podcast. Thanks for tuning in each and every day. Apologies for not having a show out yesterday. Things happened. Wasn't able to get one out. Looking to have another one coming out on Saturday to make it up for you guys. So appreciate you coming back here on Thursday after an impromptu off day of Locked on Cardinals content. But you can be rest assured that we will have some good stuff for you today. Because the Braves, the Atlanta Braves, yes, I know that might be weird to say, are World Series champions for the first time since 1995. So I'll talk a little bit about the Braves championship, talk a little bit um, about the Lockdown MLB Insiders with Gordon Beckham that was recorded on uh, Tuesday night after the Game 6 victory for the Atlanta Braves. But nevertheless, um, we'll also talk about some Cardinal content as the list of free agents have been released, as well as Derek Gold saying that Matt Carpenter and Carlos Martinez are also officially free agents. Who of the Cardinals should the Cardinals keep? And who should the Cardinals pursue outside of the Cardinals list of free agency? Uh, so once again, let's go ahead and get into the World Series content. If you missed it, Braves win. 7-0 over the Houston Astros. Jorge Soler, the MVP. And I, I, it wasn't necessarily a classic series. It, it, was, a, it was a good World Series. It had, it, had, it, it had its storylines throughout the whole World Series, as every World Series does, you have the Freddie Freeman storyline, the Hank Aaron storyline, the Astros trying to win a World Series for the first time since the cheating scandal in 2017. You have the father-son coaching against one another, Brian Snitker and his son. Um, his name escapes me at the moment, but his son being the hitting coach for the Astros. Um, you have that story. You have the Freddie Freeman story as, you know, looking for his first World Series ring, and he now has it as he enters free agency. But it wasn't a classic to me. Um, and, not, and not every new World Series needs to be a classic. If every World Series was a quote-unquote classic, then you wouldn't have too many great World Series because they'd all be at the same level. But it was a good World Series. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't hard to watch. It wasn't over in four games. Any World Series that goes six or seven games is going to be a good World Series. And this World Series was, and you had a great performance by Jorge Soler, who, if you remember, all the way back in game number one, Led off the World Series with a home run. He had another home run in Game 6 that left Houston. Gave me some serious Albert Pujols off of Brad Lidge vibes back in 2005. And Jorge Soler ends up with kind of the last laugh because in his home run, his team won that series. Albert did not win that series, but still one of the greatest moments in Albert's career. I digress. Uh, But Jorge Soler named the World Series MVP. After Eddie Rosario was the NLCS MVP, two players that were not on the roster on opening day. Both of those players were acquired via acquisitions. And I think that this is a great lesson for any team, not just the Cardinals, but any team, that if you go all in at the trade deadline, you have a pretty good shot at winning it. And they went all in. They lost Ronald Acuna Jr. They had lost Mike Soroka again. They could have easily folded. They could have sold. They could have sold Freddie Freeman for parts. They, they could have... They could have sold. They could have not made any moves. They could have stood pat. They could have tossed in the year. But no. As soon as they lost, or from the time they lost Okunia Jr. to the trade deadline, they got Peterson. They got Duvall. They got Rosario. They got Soler. They did these things to make little, little moves to win the whole thing, to go after a World Series championship. And by golly, they won it. It goes to show that when you go all in, it might be seems obvious to me, but when you go all in, you have a much higher chance 
of of winning the World Series than if you don't go all in. And the Cardinals made their moves to, to get a little bit better. And as much as I criticized the move at the time, the Cardinals did indeed get a little better at the trade deadline. They, they just did. Because John Lester, Jay Hab did what they needed to do to get this team a little bit better. They did their job. But the Braves got a lot better by a little bit of moves. Two of those moves resulting in series MVPs in Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler. Rule, I mean, again, not every time you go all in will you win the World Series, but this is a great example of a team that did go all in and did win the World Series. And they won it pretty convincingly, 4-2 over the Astros. Clinched it in Houston. And Max Fried, who had a really, really bad Game 2 start, had a really, really good Game 6 start. Six innings pitched, just four hits, six punch-outs. As he goes those six innings and fires a shutout, throwing 74 pitches in a regular season game he probably stays in. But with it being the postseason, the Braves went to uh, Matzik and then Will Smith, their recipe for success in the postseason. I think it just goes to show that that the the, the the postseason is a different animal when you look at trying the bullpen because in regular Houston game, I don't think you take out Freed after 70-some-odd pitches. And who knows, maybe his ankle was hurting him from when he literally got stepped on on a plate of first base. That was a, that looked uncomfortable. But nevertheless, I, I just think that this is a great example of a team that went all in and got rewarded for their efforts. Braves fans should be extremely happy right now with what they got out of their front office, what, the, what their front office did for them. They got him a World Series championship, their first one since 1995. And after seasons of postseason failures and seasons of regular season success, especially in the early to mid-2000s, the Braves finally have some postseason success. They did not blow multiple 3-1 leads. They kept 3-1 leads in both series and are able to call themselves World Series champions. Another storyline that you had that I forgot to mention, Dansby Swanson is now a champion at the collegiate level and the World Series level. He won it with Vanderbilt when he was in college. So don't I'm not trying to just say, oh, this World Series sucked, because it didn't. It just wasn't, and again, maybe this was because I didn't really have a dog in the fight. You know, if the Dodgers were playing with Albert and Kelly, I might have watched a little bit. Uh, Albert Pools and Joe Kelly might have watched a little bit more intently, but I watched the games and I, I just wasn't super impressed saying, oh, this is unbelievable. Yeah, they had their performances. They had their moments, absolutely. Uh, but I thought the NLCS between the Braves and Dodgers was a little bit more exciting. But that's just me, and that's just my own opinion. Because, I mean, Game 6, 7 nothing. you had the Sorlaire home run. You had the Freddie Freeman home run as well. That was a good capper, uh, a good nail in the coffin moment, if you will. And, of course, Freddie Freeman catches the final out and puts the ball in his back pocket during the celebration to keep that for a keepsake. And now he heads off to free agency. So I think that... I'm really happy for the Braves. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. And if you're looking for another listen, head over to Lockdown Braves, now hosted by Jake Mastriani. Uh, he did an incredible job in the postseason covering this team in a pinch for the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, so go celebrate him over there at Lockdown Braves. But at the end of the day, that this was just a team of destiny. You know, I don't think the Braves were... I thought at the beginning of the season, the Braves were a World Series favorite. I mean, by golly, that they became, they were a one-win away from the World Series last year and retained most of your team. Got off to a slow start. You lose Acuna. Okay, Braves are done. And then they make the moves. They go on a run. They had the least amount of wins of any playoff team, including the wild cards, on the National League side. And they go up and win the whole thing with pitching, bullpen, and a dash of offense. 
Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. Before we uh, move on to the Cardinals stuff, we'll take a quick break, and then we have a Locked On MLB Insiders clip with Gordon Beckham as he joins to break down the Game 6 win for the Atlanta Braves. We'll play it in its entirety, and then I'll give my comments on it coming up in just a minute. And then we also have to talk about free agency as the Cardinals have a list of free agents as well as Puster Posey announcing retirement today. And the conversation will go a little more in-depth tomorrow about a conversation between Posey and Molina as the best defensive catcher or best catcher of their generation. So before we get into any of that, before we even get into the Locked On MLB Insiders clip, I do want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. They are back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. That means more ways for you to win money. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head over to the new and updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. So if you sign up today, deposit 100 bucks, enter the promo code Locked On, you'll get 50 extra dollars to bet and win more money with. Whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, so we're going to go ahead and share the MLB Insider script that was posted on Locked On MLB's YouTube. Uh, but I want to go ahead and just share it in its entirety because I think that it, it's a good. Um, it's a good breakdown by Gordon Beckham. He always does a nice job. So we'll go ahead and play this, and I'll share my thoughts on it coming up in just a minute. So here is Gordon Beckham with a Locked On MLB Insiders clip. Welcome into another Locked On MLB Insider Report. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens, joined by our MLB Insider, Gordon Beckham. And we're reacting to the new World Series champions. The Braves have taken home their first championship in quite a while. Um, You kind of called it from the beginning, and this game wasn't overly close by any means. But what did you see from the Braves during this series, and how impressed were you in their efforts? Yeah, I, I think that the Braves really just continued doing what they were doing. I mean, they, they were the hottest team, you know, kind of coming in the playoffs. Their second half was amazing. We're going to talk a little bit about it. But um, they 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 kind of shocked people with taking the Brewers down in, in basically four games and then beat the Dodgers, who everybody thought would be in the World Series again. And so you just kind of saw this, this building and the first – batter of the world series it's a home run and so lair it might be the mvp i haven't uh, haven't seen who ended up winning it but anyways uh you know it, just that momentum kind of kept going um you know throughout the playoffs and you could just tell they were a team of destiny they were a team uh that was wanting to win they were a tight-knit group and and everybody was pulling for each other you could really see that and and the houston also was doing the same thing, but the Braves just had something special. Uh, and uh, I think before the series, I actually said that they're going to win in six and, and, and it actually came true, which never happens. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it happened here. They just were a team that was, you know, it, moving in a really good direction against a team like Houston that was playing well, but the Braves just, they came out and did it. I mean, they lost Morton the first game and they didn't blink an eye. 
They really weren't coming into this hot. So were the Astros, though, for so for them to be able to be so dominant over them in this series. I mean, you've covered this team, the Braves, throughout the year. Can you kind of lay out this wasn't the team that they were in the midsummer around July? So kind of how did Atlanta become the team that won the World Series? Right. So I, I, I spent some time covering this team. I did some pre and post games for them. I was around their uh, their clubhouse and understood kind of uh, how they were ticking. And I was covering the team at the end of July. And I basically people were asking me, what do you think? And I'm like, I just don't think they're a playoff team. Now, this is before they basically made all the trades. I think they had traded for Jock Peterson at that point, but they hadn't made the trade for Solaire, Rosario or Duvall at that point. And so it just they were not a team. And, and I Speaking to Brian Snicker the other day in the NLCS, he's just said, listen, we weren't a playoff team. And then all of a sudden we got these other guys into the lineup and it was just a different team. So the reason that the Braves won the World Series is because of those trades. I mean, there is no doubt about it. They're, they're, uh, their pitching staff remained basically the same. I mean, they had the same guys that for most of the year and their pitching staff that made it happen. Um, but their outfield changed the game and is the reason they won the World Series because without these guys, I mean, you just look back at all the things that Rosario did, Peterson did, um, Duvall had some big games, and then Soler in the World Series. I mean, these are the these guys are the reason they won the World Series. I mean, Freddie Freeman had a great series. He had a great playoffs, but he's not the reason they won the World Series. The reason they won is because of the trades that Alex Anthopoulos made in the end of July – to get their team a lineup that could compete. And when, what happens when you have guys that are veteran players that can go up to bat and really make the opposing pitchers grind, the opposing staff, it just wears them down. If they always have to make good pitches and you have veteran players, then it, it just makes them be that much more fine for that much, like for that, for that longer, you know, I mean, like they have to be really good for a long time to beat this team. And this team just came together. I mean, Duvall's never played better than he has in a Braves uniform. Um, he's gone all over. He hasn't had as much success, but every time he's in a Braves uniform, he's just, um, you know, lights out. So, uh, just a lot of, a lot of guys, uh, a lot of guys contributed, but the reason they, they won this World Series is because of the outfield. I mean, they lost Acuna early, earlier in the uh, year, and, and everybody's like, all right, this just isn't going to be our year. They were up and down. They weren't a playoff team. Um, and then all of a sudden, it just flip-flopped, and they just went on a roll and didn't ever look, look back ton of new faces doing work great front office work to put that roster together um, to be as successful as they have been but we did mention Freddie Freeman there are some faces that have been around for a while what does this win mean to them and kind of for the future of the organization yeah Freddie uh, you know he's a legend in that in that organization he'll probably retire his number one day I mean for what he's done um, I couldn't help but think that uh, they didn't they don't make the World Series and win the World Series this year without players like me that got him all these really good draft picks at the top of the, at the top of the draft. Uh, but um, Freddie Freeman is, is a great teammate, a great player. Um, you know, I, I think that he's got the best approach in baseball and it's not even close. Uh, what he does on a day in and day out basis, he's just, he's so talented. His swing is so talented. His approach is so uh, talented and also um, disciplined 
that he just never wavers from that. And I couldn't be happier for a guy that I've played with, but also a guy that really is a great face for baseball. I mean, this guy loves playing. He's really good at it. He's done it for a long time. And uh, I know that that he and Brian Snicker um, are, are just really, really excited to bring this championship back to Atlanta. And knowing Snit, um, this is a long time coming because nobody gave him a chance for about 50 years. And uh, he got a chance, and he's just been amazing at the helm. The Braves, um, a great person, um, also a great manager. He does, he makes all the right moves. Um, and uh, couldn't be happier for, for those two that I've actually spent some time with. I mean, not much more to say. They were just dominant, right? They were. They really were. Um, obviously, hopefully not the last we see of Freddie Freeman in Atlanta. He's going to be a free agent, so could be, but we're not quite sure yet. Um, they need a pony up. They need a pony up to keep him yes, there. I can't imagine that they can let him go now. They've made it difficult. He's going to want that money now for sure. Um, yeah. We appreciate all of you guys tuning in for our MLB Locked On Insider Reports throughout the season. Again, congratulations to the Braves on their World Series championship. Um, for our insider, Gordon Beckham, I'm Kainani Stevens. Locked On, your team every day. All right, big thank you to Kanani Stevens and Gordon Beckham for that report. Gordon brings up, as always, some incredible points. This team in Atlanta just got hot at the right time. And he kind of echoed what I was saying in terms of that they won this because of the outfield, because of the trades that they made. Kanani also mentioned the the positive front office movement. And Gordon Beckham brings up a great point talking about Brian Snicker. He's been in this game an extremely, extremely long time. But put in the time, put in the effort. And has been rewarded with a World Series trophy. And I think that this team, if they're able to re-sign Freeman, shows no signs of of really slowing down. Um, Shows no signs of people leaving, again, assuming that um, Freeman stays. But if you look at their list of free agents, they've got Iher Adrianza, Jesse Chavez, Freddie Freeman, Christopher Martin, Eddie Rosario, Drew Smiley, and Ori Soler. So they do have some pieces that could leave. But I agree with Gordon Beckham that they need need to re-sign uh, Freddie Freeman. They cannot let him go to a different um, different team. They cannot let him go to a different uniform. Uh, they, they just need to keep him in Atlanta. They need, as Gordon said, pony up and pay the man what he is due, especially now that he has brought uh, a World Series trophy back to Atlanta. Uh, and I think that they're, they're going to hashtag rolling there um, near the end of the, the series that was hashtag 444. Um F-O-R-44, 444, uh, doing this in memory and in honor of Hank Aaron. So uh, definitely um, an emotional time for a lot of Braves fans winning that World Series. So World Series means a lot to any city that wins it. Uh, St. Louis would know about winning one or two of those. Uh, but once again, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. Congratulations to the Astros as well for a fine season. But uh, especially congratulations to the Atlanta Braves for a World Series trophy um, as, they, as the offseason has officially begun. I mentioned the list of Braves free agents. The list of free agents has been updated as of this morning, this Thursday morning. Uh, so we have some, some updates to talk about, some free agents to talk about. And then I'll tease a little bit of a conversation between Buster Posey and Yadier Molina and the discussion surrounding the those two. Uh, so if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, we're going to take a quick break. i uh, got some, some uh, companies that will share their message with you. If you're listening on YouTube, we're going to roll right through. Uh, but um, nevertheless, we're going to have some talk on some free agents next here on the Locked On Cardinals podcast. All right. Welcome back if you're on your podcasting platform and 
hello still if you're on the YouTube platform. Um, listen, watching, thank you. We just surpassed um, 100 or 300 subscribers, excuse me, on the YouTube channel. So much appreciative of that. Thank you guys for interacting each and every day that uh, we have a show out. So let's go and talk about free agents because the Cardinals now have nine. When that was first released, they had seven. They now have nine as Matt Carpenter and Carlos Martinez are officially free agents. And here are the list of the nine St. Louis Cardinals free agents according to MLBplayers.com and Major League Bay. Major League Baseball Players Association. Uh, Matt Carpenter, Luis Armando Garcia, J.A. Happ, Kwang Hyun Kim, Wade DeBlanc, John Lester, Carlos Martinez, T.J. McFarland, Andrew Miller. Uh, John Lester is listed as Jonathan Lester, and Luis Armando Garcia is, of course, Luis Garcia. The bullpen piece. And I think that there's been a, a wide sentiment going around Twitter here that, that I tend to agree with, and that I wouldn't really put too much focus on re-signing most of these players other than Luis Garcia and T.J. McFarland. I think those are two bullpen pieces that impressed so much throughout the end of the season that you need them on your team. You absolutely need them on your team. You you need them to continue to, to put up numbers, um, and I, you just need some more stability in that bullpen, and I think that they provide that stability for you. So if I had to pick one player to keep, I'd probably pick TJ McFarland. Um, it, it, it gets a coin toss, 1A, 1B, in terms of who, who these nine, what would I keep? pick to keep in terms of uh, who would I re-sign. But I think that when you look at the rest of these players, Andrew Miller did his, did his time as a Cardinal. Uh, I think that he did well for the most part. Was he 2015, 16, 17 Andrew Miller like he was with Cleveland? No, but he was never expected to be that. Was he solid for the most part, reliable? I think yes. Um, John Lester, J.A. Happ. They did what they were supposed to do. They, they, they drank from the fountain of youth. I think that there are a lot of better starting rotation candidates, both internally and externally, both via the, the trade market and the free agent market, that would be better suited to, to bring to a St. Louis Cardinals organization rather than bring back John Lester and J.A. Happ. So I think that those two are okay to, to let go. And then you've got Kwang uh, Young Kim and Wade DeBlanc. Again, I mentioned it on Tuesday's show that there was a time that I would have said no-brainer bring back KK Kim. And then he started to struggle a little bit more again. He couldn't stay healthy. And I just don't know if there's a role for KK Kim on this team. Would it be the worst thing in the world to re-sign him to have some some depth and to have a long man in the bullpen and a starter in the rotation if somebody were to get injured? No, of course not. That's obviously a big pro to KK Kim, but a negative is, is the lack of ability to stay healthy, the lack of consistency. He had a great 2020 for the most part, but 2021 full season saw some really high ups and some really low lows. So I think that, that, that that's um, cause for concern. And Wade LeBlanc is somebody that I don't think ever was here for the long term. He was here to, to do his job and, and get outs, and he did that for a short time. I mentioned it on Tuesday's show that he was able to um, he, he was able to, to do his job and, and piece together this rotation as they sh- suffered through some injuries and some downfalls in the month of June. Um, but, but then we get to the two big names on this list, Matt Carpenter and Carlos Martinez. Matt Carpenter and Carlos Martinez, of these nine players, are probably going to be, get paid the most. And Matt Carpenter is getting up there in age, and Carlos Martinez hasn't had a really successful season in, in a little while. But I, I do just want to say that these two Cardinals were, were, were fine Cardinals in their time. They had a fine Cardinal career, and it's just time that Carlos Martinez was never able to put it together in 2021, and Matt Carpenter has been on a downward trend, really, since the end of the 2018 season, so since 2019. He's had three really, really poor, year, poor years. I think if Matt Carpenter's at his best, then yes, you reconsider signing him. 
but I don't even think he's been anywhere close to his best for a really long time. He showed some promise in spring training. He showed some some promise in the beginning of 2020, It's both at the spring training and at the updated camp uh, before the season got rolling again. But in actual gameplay, when it actually mattered in the regular season, he had some moments, he had some grand slams, he had some big moments in the last three seasons but just has not really shown the level of production that would be required from even a bench player. I don't think that he's been at that level for quite some time. So when I look at which one of these Cardinal free agents do I let walk, obviously they didn't pick up the option and there's a chance they re-sign him. But the Cardinals are on the same page that, hey, Carpenter, Martinez, you had some great moments as a Cardinal. You guys made a World Series as with the Cardinals. Great wins. But overall, the, 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 the legacy in my mind will be what was. You know, what what could have been almost because this, you know, Carpenter and Martinez both came up in 2012, 13, 14 era. That's when they're their first handful of years when they were winning a lot of games. Martinez was an all-star in 2017 as well. And they had some really, really good success early. Carpenter continued that success personally. Martinez had his moments, again, all-star campaigns. But overall, they were part of the three non-playoff teams from uh, 16, 17, and 18. They weren't a huge factor uh, in 19, 20, and 21 teams, especially 20 and 21. Martinez, obviously the closer in 2019, uh, but he surrendered some games in the postseason. So you had th- these players that weren't really key factors on their teams for quite some time. And it was just time to let them go. I think that those contracts, they were what they were, that they, they played the course out, and it's just time to move on. And it's sad to see as a fan perspective, because those two guys, are, I think, were two very likable guys um, when you look in the clubhouse and on the field. But it's, it was just time for those two gentlemen to, um, to just be done. So uh, free agents as well, you look at the shortstop market is just absolutely loaded. Uh, you, we mentioned Trevor Story that, that we've got. Uh, talked about him last week and a little bit of this week um, with, with Paul Holden. You've got Carlos Correa. You've got Javier Baez all on the market. You've got a ton of shortstops. You've got Corey Seager as well that could be a good fit for St. Louis as uh, the Cardinals look for uh, a, a left-handed short bat and a short, possible shortstop. So that's a big positive. You've got a lot of options here for the St. Louis Cardinals we'll be talking about over the next couple of days. Another conversation that I want to have just briefly before we wrap up today, and I'm looking to get Ben Kaspik of Locked on Giants here as well, is the conversation between Buster Posey and Yadier Molina. Buster Posey and Yadier Molina have been, bare minimum, two of the best catchers in the National League for the last 10, 10 plus seasons. Bare minimum. One could argue they've been the two of the top three to five catchers in all of baseball over the last 10 seasons as well. I think Salvi Perez sneaks his way up there as well. But now there's a conversation, as there always will be in sport, as who was better. Who was better? I think as a Cardinal fan, it's easy to to jump in there and say, yada, yada, yada. And I'm sure as a Giants fan, it's easy to jump in there and say, posy, posy, posy. Buster Posey has three World Series championship rings. Molina has two. Very comparable. Um, in less time for Posey, sure. Posey's coming off a very fine season in 2021 after um, opting out in 2020. But Posey was going out, and I think personally on top, he proved everybody that he could still play. You know, he just wants to be done. Uh, and Giants had a great season. NL West Division champs broke the string of the consecutive Dodgers NL West Division titles. And Posey had one of his best seasons over the last five years. 
So that's, just, that's just a conversation to be thinking about. Let me know what you think. Comment on the YouTube comment section. Uh, DM me. Email the LockedOnCards at gmail.com. You can DM at LJFastball. DM at LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter or Instagram. Um, so let me know what you think. Back, back it up. Give, give me some stats. Give me some figures. And I'll be sure to get into that over the next couple of days as well. Because I know I didn't give too many stats or figures outside of World Series rings and such. Uh, but we'll be getting into that coming up here in the next couple of days. As that's a conversation that I think could be interesting to have. So, uh, But again, on tomorrow's show, we'll be talking about that a little bit more, more in-depth on some free agents and see who the Cardinals could go after. And we'll have a bonus episode on Saturday since we were not able to get one out on Wednesday. Uh, but until I talk to you guys the next time, be sure to head over to Locked on MLB. Make that your second listen of the day. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow on your favorite podcasting platform. And have a wonderful Thursday. And stay safe, stay well, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.